Welcome, everybody. So this is episode number three, I think, of the series. I don't know. I'm getting really confused with the amount of episodes <laughs> that we're doing at the minute. <laughs> so this week is a special episode. We are, again, quizzing Babs on her life, her career journey. Um, I also have my colleague, Laura, here. So she's going to be helping me out asking Babs loads of questions and stuff like that. But yeah, that's what we're here for. Asking Babs loads of questions, just annoying her. Um, yeah, that's what we did last week too. She said that I was never allowed back on the podcast again, but here I am. <laughs> Jeez, last week, I don't know what you were on, but she just decided to hit me up with a bunch of like trivia questions that I don't have any awareness of pop culture, right? So I did not do terribly well. Ask me legal questions, that's grand, but no, no to like, is this trademarked? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fun, but yeah. Um, so, Laura, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Laura. I've started working in Jameson Law in July. Um, my focus really is kind of looking at terms and conditions, um, trademarks, writing stuff as if I were you. So, you, you know, making your contracts less boring, less legally, um, and in the tone of your business. So that's what I do. She also stops me from having a nervous breakdown all the time. So she's a gem. <laughs> Brilliant. So, Laura, do you want to start off with asking Babs some questions? Yeah, sure. So I think this is all about your, your life as a lawyer before you started, you know, all the way through. Um, did you always want to be a lawyer? No. No. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I actually wanted to be a dance teacher. Um, oh. I am a dance teacher. I'm a qualified dance teacher, but I um, I had surgery on my leg. I, one of these sad stories. I had um, surgery on my leg in 2012 and was told I wouldn't be a, a dancer again. So I was. I'd obviously like done my my legal training by that point, but mm-hmm. I, I I was kind of doing the legal training as if a. Like, I'll do this as a backup, but I want to be a dance teacher. Um, and so I just started my traineeship. I'd done my four-year degree. I'd done my postgrad. I'd just started my traineeship and I had the surgery. So um, dancing was was out the window. Um, and yeah, and do you know what? The, like, in terms of the law degree, like, I literally got good grades at school and had a look at university prospectuses and just picked something that didn't seem terrible. Um, <laughs> I hated the first two years of my degree. Hated it. Um, Mm -hmm. second two years of my degree actually loved it but still didn't think I'd be a lawyer did the postgrad because that's what you do did the traineeship because that's what you do thought a lot about whether I wanted to be a lawyer did some fitness coaching for a while and then yeah ended up back here and I think what I realized was I did want to be a lawyer just my way not the Mm -hmm. traditional way I love the way you have your like you you have your lawyer as your backup. You wanted to be a dancer, but lawyer as backup. Like I thought it would have been the other way around. I know. I'm a bit of a weirdo. <laughs> do you still dance? No, no, I can't. Um, I can't. I do CrossFit now and I train like mm-hmm. all the time and I love it. Um, and I'm going to start competing at it soon. But it's so funny because you think CrossFit's mental and it's super intense. As soon as I try, like I try to like do a dance routine like six months ago I think it's just a movement of the leg like it's just in a totally different position and I literally was struggling to walk for a couple of days so no I can't I can't do it now mm-hmm. which is a shame that's such a shame you can do the macarena though I can always do the macarena and the cha-cha slide <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to lift your legs for them do you I don't need to lift my legs for them <laughs> So just in terms of your like career journey, um, 
what was the easiest part? What are the hardest parts? Like for any people out there that are want to become a lawyer, what like can you just explain hardest and easiest parts of the journey? Um, none of it was really terribly easy, and that's not to like terrify anyone. It's just I don't really think anything in life worth having is terribly easy. Um, it was all hard. Whether it and and that's not in a pessimistic way at all. Like it's just hard work. Like whether it's studying to get the grades to get into to university or I mean studying for that four years was so intense um a lot of hours on the books and um, I think leading up to my finals in fourth year I was working from like six in the morning like studying from six in the morning till like two in the morning every day every day for like three months so it was absolutely mental um, and then it's like, are we going to get into the diploma? Like, are you going to get a traineeship? And traineeship, my, do you know what? Actually, the diploma wasn't that hard. The diploma is like, it's your postgrad. It's like, like these are the, the things you want to advise your clients rather than the theory um, that we did at law school. But then, my God, the working hours and the traineeship. Like, and, and I spent a long time of the traineeship commuting from Glasgow to Edinburgh. So it was like two hours in, two hours out, work until 11 o'clock at night absolutely mental um and then you then you qualify and your job is hard anyway like it's a hard profession it's long hours um and that's why I think it became very clear to me and I'm sure it becomes clear to other people as well that you have to actually really have passion for it and really believe in what you're doing because after a while just like having a good job isn't really enough to push you through I don't think and you said the traineeship was hard. Like, did they put you to work? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I did. Um, so you kind of move around departments. So I did corporate, banking, financial services and property. Um, and the first three of those. Yeah. I mean, you're working nine to 11 every day. Um, I, mean, I remember once I was in corporate and I was getting ready to go to my sister's. I think it was her 21st birthday. And I, I'd had a quiet day stood up at five and the director and the team came over and said, sit back down. We've just been instructed on a massive insolvency of care homes, like five care homes across the UK and you need to work all night. So I had to miss her 21st um, and worked all night and worked the following day as well. I think I got home for two hours, uh, which was pointless. Like I may as well just stayed in the office. Um, but that was like really common. Um, the only the only department that that wasn't so common was property, just the nature of it. It's more like during the working day. Um, but Lynn, who is a partner in the company, was my was my boss when I was in the property team and she was very nice to me and <laughs> she didn't make me work horrible hours. <laughs> and like, are they allowed to like keep you at work? Like, what if you say I'm finished at five, I have to go home? Well, they legally can't keep you, but they probably yeah. wouldn't offer you a job afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> True. That's not good, is it? Well, you're out of that world now and you're on your own business, so you can be your own boss now. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's great. And you're an excellent boss as well. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Um, she's saying that because she's on public speaking duty, but that's absolute <laughs> nonsense. I'm a demon. <laughs> and Laura, how do you find the lawyer life? How do I find the lawyer life? I think the journey, mine, mine was quite long. So I'd, um, I did my degree in sports rehabilitation. And then once I'd finished my degree, I then did like a, something called a GDL, which is a conversion degree to convert your undergraduate into a, like a law degree. 
<clears throat> and then I did the LPC as well, which is sort of the UK kind of legal course in order to kind of prepare for becoming a solicitor. And I did both of those courses while I was working full time. So I found it quite, quite tricky. And also learning how to study law is different to learn, learning how to do other kinds of areas. It's, it's, it's the way that you write. Everything is, is different, isn't it? Babs? Yeah, yeah oh, 100%. Like you can be the cleverest kid in your class at school, but you mm-hmm. get to law school and it's like, oh my God, it's a whole other world. I think the legal training it makes you see things in a totally different way. And I think that's why I hated the first two years of law school, because when I look back, I think my brain was literally changing in terms of the way that it saw things. And obviously I was, I don't know, trying to resist it or something, but um, it's it's weird. It's actually weird. You can't look at things in the same way again. No, no, absolutely. But I absolutely loved it because I'm one of those geeks who hand wrote my notes onto an A3 piece of paper, which I'd, I'd memorised, and I'd actually bound all of my notes as well, So, which I still have. So I was such a geek that I, I loved working um, studying in academia. Do you know um, what? I did the same. Oh, really? I didn't, although Lauren will know this, I, just because she's used to working with me, I didn't <laughs> bind them. They were no. distributed all across my house but I did write it all handwritten because that helped me memorize it mm-hmm. and but yeah they were like upside down and back to front and like commercial law was mixed in with civil jurisdiction and all this and I'd be like what is this for <laughs> I can imagine Babs having post-its all around her house mm-hmm. like little snippets of information everywhere <laughs> like on the a mad scientist <laughs> Yeah, well, do you know what? There's lots of different routes to becoming a lawyer. Like, I did the very Mm -hmm. traditional one. Laura did a very non-traditional one. But they both get you there in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Did you ever want to give up on on your journey to becoming a lawyer? Um, Yeah, multiple times. Um, Mm -hmm. In the summer of second year at uni, I just hated my degree so much. Um, Mm -hmm. And my dad is a fund manager, or he was a fund manager. So he sent me to... um, like work experience and places like that like um in like Barclays Capital and stuff like that in London and he like knew people and he was like go in for a day see what you think see if you prefer that to the kind of legal stuff and I went in and I was like nope (laughs) this is not for me um and so then when I but then I went back to third year so in Scotland you have a four-year degree so Mm -hmm. your last two years are honours years so you get to pick more what you're interested in so all my subjects were like commercial and corporate which I was much more on board with. And actually, so then I was like, oh, I could actually do this. Um, and I also, how long had I been qualified for? Probably five or six years when I decided that I just didn't want to do it anymore. And I left like the big legal world. And I actually, you know, I did a bit of freelancing. Like I probably spent half my time doing like, contract reviews and stuff like that um, for small businesses. But the rest of my time I did fitness coaching Um and I thought I would love that because I love training so much and I hated it and decided that being a lawyer wasn't so bad. <laughs> That's really weird. Why did you hate doing the, the personal training? I just didn't like listening to people talk all the time. <laughs> like I I realised that I, I I don't have a lot of empathy, um, <laughs> which I'm sure you two are sitting here being like, we know. Um, <laughs> like, like I have empathy with business owners and things like that. I struggle like with the empathy on like a... Like, you know, did, did you get your workout done? Oh, no, I got too busy. And I'd be like, <gasps> just annoyed me. Um, I'm much better at the business empathy, I think. So what advice would you give yourself as a younger person? As a younger person? Um, mm-hmm. 
there's a few things there's like kind of business being a lawyer thing and then I guess there's kind of personal things from a business perspective I would say well I, I kind of think that if I said to a younger self what I was doing now it would blow my mind because like you get stuck in the day to day and you forget how like far you've actually come um, and I think it, it would blow my brain but I think I would probably say like just hang in there like it is totally worth it and just like know that it's okay to feel a bit different in the legal world like I, I think I always wanted to be a lawyer I just didn't realize that you could do it in a different way because frankly when I qualified you couldn't do it in a different way like you just went mm-hmm. to the big law firm and, and that was you um I think from a personal level I don't know I'd probably just say like calm down and trust the process like I think it's very easy I don't know like I'm in my 30s now I, I don't know about other people but I feel like in my 20s it was definitely like oh who's the best at this and what's this person going to think of me and oh do I need to worry about this and as soon as I literally as soon as I turned 30 like two days after I turned 30 I was like I no longer care what anybody thinks of me and I'm just going to do my own thing and actually I feel like in my 20s would have been a lot more enjoyable if I'd if I'd realized that so yeah that's what I'd say to my younger self I like that Mm. Laura I'm going to pose that same question to you (laughs) um you know that song um, about, about sunscreen? Do you know you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, how it's the most interesting people don't know what they want to do when they're 30 and the most more interesting people still don't know when they're 40. I kind of felt that I swapped and changed a few things when I was kind of going through school, university. I tried journalism, didn't like that very much. Um, I, I worked in lettings, which I, I loved. But um, I think it's it's okay to change your mind and to kind of... You don't, you, you, just because you're on one course doesn't mean you have to stay that way. And I think that's what, moving from property law to working with UBABs, it was very, it's a very, very different... Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's entirely different. It's all contracts, essentially, but it's kind of... It's no no longer the, you know, working with banks and, you know, it's it's more interesting, I think, now. I heard this, um, this quote on a podcast years ago. Like, I, I think it must have been about eight years ago now, and it stuck with me. And it was like... The journey of your life is a path and you're on the path and you're walking down the path. Now on that path, you will stop and take lots of side routes, lots of side Mm -hmm. routes, but you'll always come back to your main path. Now you enter into a bit of a problem if you go down a side route and you stay there for far too long. But as long as you always come back to the main path, then Mm -hmm. you'll end up where you're meant to be. And I just think that's like really cool way to look at it. Like I did fitness coaching, you did other stuff as well, but you kind of go often you try these things and then you kind of I almost think trying them makes you realize more what you want Mm -hmm. to do yeah because you take off what you don't want to do yeah yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely I agree with you have you ever seen see see kind of element bill being a lawyer it always looks really really glamorous and what is it that isn't like that (laughs) (laughs) well you know what I actually worked in a company ages ago that had a bar downstairs and like a dance floor and no one ever went to it like maybe on like the odd occasion but it felt like a total waste of my Ally McBeal dream um <laughs> but what is what is not glamorous about it um the working hours um mm-hmm. difficult clients frankly um and realizing that I guess that it's just like running any other business you've got to worry about money coming in you've got to worry about money going out you've got to deal with staff you've got to deal with clients you've got to deal with all these kind of things tax bills um so that's not glamorous at all um 
What is glamorous about it? I love all the marketing stuff we do. I love all the PR things. I love um, doing lives on Instagram, doing lives on LinkedIn, doing training sessions for people. We're actually running a challenge at the minute. I've loved that. Um, allowing people to come on and ask questions. And it sounds really wet and soppy, but I really, really love helping people. Like I don't help mm-hmm. people in the traditional, like, you know, you've got this terrible life situation. It's not making as big a difference as that, but I am trying to make a significant difference to people's businesses and how they're able to grow and scale them without legal risk. I, I just feel like small business owners are really disenfranchised. They don't have access to, to legal advice um, in the same way because it's too expensive or they're not a big enough or important enough client. So yeah, I think I think that's pretty glamorous to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. And I think if you help a small business with, um, you know, the legals in, in their own and the, in the companies, it then has an impact on the other parts of their life as well. So you are making a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's hoping. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and so what advice would you give to young lawyers starting out their career in 2022? Oh, God, I don't know. Those poor souls. <laughs> Those poor souls with the pandemic and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like... I've obviously ended up in a small firm, you know, like that that is started from scratch, doing something entirely different, growing on social media and, and online, and that's really different. But would I tell somebody to come straight out of law school and do it? Probably not. Um, I still think that the kind of traditional path of like going into a big-ish firm and getting experience of a few areas is really, really invaluable. Like I was trained at one of the top four firms in Scotland. That's a training that's never, ever going to go away. Um, But what I would say is don't stick in that environment too long if you don't love it. Like it hopefully is better now. I'm not really sure. But a lot of people sit in that world because they think they should be a partner, even though the reality is they would actually hate being a partner and um, they get overlooked they're underpaid they're not appreciated um so i think what i'd say is follow the traditional route but make sure that after you've qualified you make the right decision for you and, and what you want mm-hmm. that's really handy thanks <laughs> <laughs> so babs you said recently to somebody that your superpower was speaking um, I want to know how did you become so good at speaking and were you really a chatty child? <laughs> what a weird question. <laughs> um, I think what I said with my superpower was talking shite, but um, <laughs> you know, like, um, was I a chatty child? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I actually remember, well, I don't remember, I'm told this story frequently about um, I was going up north, I think, with my mum and dad and I was in the back of the car. And my aunt and uncle were going up north with their child in the back of the car. And they stopped at the service station halfway through. And my mum was like, she won't stop talking and asking questions. <laughs> like, she's driving me silly. And my aunt said, put her in our car and you take our kid for the rest of the journey. My aunt pulled over after half an hour and said, I can't cope. She's asking questions the whole time. Why is the grass green? Why is that lamppost like that? Why is that car in front of us doing that? Why is that car that colour? Why, why, why? Why is this? Why is this? And she was like, I can't cope. So yeah, I've always been a chatty child. Um, I don't know. I also just really enjoy talking to people. Like I can come into work in the morning and just like have no energy. Like I've been working late the night before in a bit of a mood. And as soon as I, even if I'm dreading a call, as soon as I start talking, I'm, I'm grand. 
Yeah, you are. You're the best speaker <laughs> I know anyway. Oof, I don't know. I've got, I'm, I'm lumped with this Glaswegian accent, which isn't, isn't <laughs> helpful. <laughs> well, you live in Ireland now, so I can go down and give you some um, lessons. You can Elocution lessons. try and acquire the nice Donegal accent that I have. <laughs> Do you know, so my fiance is from Roscommon and he's got like a really neutral Irish accent, but the Roscommon accent is fairly like Father Ted, right? And um, he keeps saying to me, oh, when we have kids, I'm going to send our kids down to Roscommon for elocution lessons. And I'm like, no, that's a no. <laughs> no, you don't want to, you don't want them to end up sounding like Father Ted. No, I know. Send them to Donegal. We were just voted the sexiest... Um, accent in Ireland there recently so but was Scottish not like the third really thought it was yeah was second Australian I don't know actually I think second was Australian and third was Scottish or something a French I uh, yeah what about French I don't that's know. up there for me anyway we'll need to check yeah it's mm-hmm. a task for Lauren <laughs> <laughs> I'll have that information for you next week guys <laughs> So one more question, Babs, that I have for you. I'm not sure if Laura has any more, but I would really like to know the answer to this. What oh, animal God. would you come back as in the afterlife? <laughs> oh, God. A giraffe. A giraffe. Why a, a giraffe? giraffe? I'm really tall and I'm really <laughs> nosy and would like to pop my head over and see what's going on with other people. <laughs> I thought you were going to say parrot. Um Oh, do you know what? I could come back as a parrot. Yeah, I've could. got the skill set right down. <laughs> Will not stop talking. <laughs> Laura, what about you? What animal would you come back as in the afterlife? I'd have seen a giraffe as well, because you know when they're born, like, their legs are just like... Rrr. I feel like I'm a little bit like that because I'm quite tall and <laughs> have no... Um, my, my limbs are always uh, like independent of my body. <laughs> do you know that's so funny? Because I just sat here saying I'm really, really tall. Laura's actually taller than me. So we need, we, I, I'm always the tallest person in every room until Laura's in the room. These <laughs> are pretty tall. Mm-hmm. I know, it's really funny because every time I meet someone that I've been speaking to on Zoom for ages... They're always like, oh my God, I thought you were really short. <laughs> Where did you get that from? <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks so much for my quiz session. No worries. And sorry that this podcast has just turned into quiz sessions every single week. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Do you know, I, I'm going to put Lauren on the spot here because the, the team love to do it to me. Um, <laughs> do you know what our topic is next week? Um, I do. Do you want to know? I do want to know. It is a very special guest. So next week we are having Lauren from Legally Different. Oh, how exciting. Do you know, actually, she is amazing. And I guess she'll be talking about legal stuff, but some other exciting things as well. So um, stay tuned for that one, guys. Yep. Keep your ears and eyes peeled. And if you want to be a guest on the podcast or if you have any questions, just shoot us an email at legalleveragelaw at gmail.com. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Thank you so much. If you'd like to hear more about the Legal Leverage Framework and access some free resources, including free guides and trainings, pop over to our website, which is jamesonlaw.legal, and click on free resources.
We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Tune in to our next episode to learn more about how to grow and scale your business the right way.